This is Daisenshu VX, the podcast, episode 222, for the week of June 13th, 2010. Welcome to Dies and Chewy X. The podcast? <laughs> An extension of the all-encompassing Dragon Ball fan site. Do you remember this one? Um, Konzentai? Nope, try again. My favorite... Oh, never mind. Dies and Chewy X. <laughs> we cover anything and everything Dragon Ball in hopes of enlightening and a little bit of entertaining. That voice from the distance that we have not heard from in a while. It is evening in Japan, but Julian, you join me today. Yes, it's Thursday evening. And I have work tomorrow, but it's not too late just yet. How are you doing? Oh, you know, it goes. I'm settled into the new digs and I've got a new headset. Awesome. Yeah, I'm hoping people can hear the difference. I can see the difference. We're looking at each other through the magic of the internet. Yeah, I see you. That's right. It's good times here. Uh, I, I have not spoken. I mean, I've spoken with you a little bit, but no one here on the show has spoken with you in a while. You are joining us, Julian, sir. It is just you and I. My name is Mike Vegito EX. As you said, it's Thursday evening in Japan. It is Thursday morning here in the U.S. I'm working from home. And then we're uh, taking off for the weekend. So recording a little early, but I was able to pull you in. I'm so happy to do a show with you again. Working hard then, huh? That's right. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, what do you want to uh, tell me about? What do you want to tell people about? No one's heard from you in, uh, on the show here mm. in quite a time, bit of time. So should I mention the big news? You seem to, as you've described to me, become enamored with it more than perhaps you thought you might be or expecting to be. It's been announced yes. via the land of Twitter. So uh, yes. it's all so, you, man. Um, all right. So the... Um, Big news here is that I'm a daddy. Yay! Julian, you're a dad. I'm, I'm yes. like an internet uncle. Yeah, well, I, I guess <laughs> <laughs> that works. So tell me about the new edition. Well, you know, we were planning on waiting until after the wedding, but they don't wait. So, <laughs> yeah, but she's very, very cute. The cutest thing ever. And she's mine. And she can't date until she's 30. <laughs> I cannot wait to meet her. Yes. Well, I'm sure she feels the same way. She doesn't know it, but she will. It's hard to tell from that expression. So, she's asleep. absolutely huge congratulations. I Like I said, I can't wait to meet your little one. Yes. And Tomoko is very happy as well, although she says um, we're going to wait quite a while before the next one. <laughs> That's okay. Yes. Well, you know, she was very, very keen on having a second child, you know, in like the foreseeable future and then she experienced the fun of labor and childbirth right so. right it's quite a deterrent i suppose yes but we'll see what happens later awesome well again congrats congrats from everyone i know some folks following you on twitter have already uh, seen pictures of the little one everyone's very excited and very happy for you well, thanks a lot so i mean it is uh evening over there you do have the baby in the room with you so i know you're you're kind of speaking a little more quietly than we expect but th this is going to be julian yes. from now on he's dad Julian. That's right. Well, she's at an age right now where she doesn't re react too much to very loud, well, to moderate loudness noises. But when she gets a little bit older, I'll have to keep my voice down. All right. Well, how about we uh, talk about some Dragon Ball? I mean, you're in Japan. That's where it comes from. This is our little link and connection. And this is part of my grand plan, too, is to, you know, make sure that the daughter knows both languages so that I have an assistant translator. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> when you go on vacation, I can pass things off to the little one. I'm all about this. Yes. Uh, Mike, she can't read yet. That's <laughs> No excuses. All right. Let's talk about what we're 
doing this episode. I haven't spoken with you in quite some time. Uh, we missed an episode last week. I mean, you obviously were busy. You've had things going yes. on. Uh, we've been out of town a little bit. We've got stuff going on. We've got a video deadline coming up. So as we've described, things are going to be a little sporadic occasionally here. So this is one of those sporadic episodes. Julian, you and I, we're going to kick back, do some news, do some emails. That's really what this episode is going to be. But there's been uh, a bunch of pretty neat stuff and at least one that is thoroughly confusing and I know you're going to have a lot to say about actually being in Japan right now and kind of seeing what the cultural consciousness is about pop culture things. That's quite a story. Before we get to the news, I'd say, oh, let's do some housekeeping. Well, I guess your housekeeping's out of the way. You are a dad. Yep. <laughs> All right. Well, I bathed her earlier <laughs> and um, she's sleeping, although she'll probably wake up in another hour or two. Well, my housekeeping is nowhere near as exciting as that. Uh, I got in my Freezes Force figures, so I have my Apool as well as a couple others. So that was absolutely exciting. I'm going to do a review on those in the future. Very nice. And uh, I'm also working on a written review of the third Shoko Nakagawa cover album. We talked about that here on the podcast a few episodes back, but we hadn't gotten a written review up, so that should be good to go. If it's not up by the time you hear this podcast, and I'd be quite shocked because it's mostly done. That's really it for uh, housekeeping and site stuff. So we're just going to go talk about the news. Julian, I am leaving this one all to you because, I mean, I know all of the details. I have an idea about who these girls are, but you're over there. And I suppose you know what kind of a sensation they are and why this is being released the way it is. Yes. Well, I don't know about actual levels of popularity, but recently they're all over the media advertising for a chain of suit sellers, a brand of juice and random commercials about things that I don't even know. I, I've just taken to calling them AKB plus a random multiple of 12. <laughs> like a, AKB 72, AKB 96. Right, There's right. too many of them anyway. But that kind of gives you a, an inkling as to my opinion of the second ending theme, which I am not particularly enamored with. Right. Well, what are the details there? Yes, well, the gotten information about the s- second ending single, which is Kokoro no Hane, performed by Team Dragon, which is seven members from the aforementioned idol group. The uh, easy details is that everything is due out on the 21st of July. There will be regular and limited edition versions that are 1260 and 1600 yen, respectively. But what's crazy is that the number of versions is insane. There are 11 versions. Now we're talking a single song. It's a closing theme to a Dragon Ball series. Sometimes we have, for example, with the Kai opening and ending, we had the regular edition and the special edition, which came... Actually, I don't remember if those CDs had special editions. I think they did. But they had like a sticker or something great. Yay! This is... Alright, it's the next closing theme to the series. There are 11 different versions coming out. Yes. So there, we've got the regular edition, which I'm assuming is the one with the Dragon Ball cover art. Probably, yeah. We've got the Team Dragon version, regular edition. Team Dragon version, limited edition. Um, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven versions with each of the individual people who sing it. I don't know if that refers to the cover art or they actually sing it individually. Well, I was looking at the track listings and maybe it's not updated yet, but it seems to be that it doesn't affect what's on the CD itself. It's just the regular version. But it comes with a special card of that person. 
in the DVD that includes oh. may focus a little more exclusively on that person and their experience. That's even higher levels of creepiness. Yes, it is. <laughs> and the last version is the original Miracle Card Battle version with DVD. Yeah, I was looking at that one. It seems like it comes with a couple card-ass cards to use in the Dragon Battlers or something like that. So, Julian, which version are you picking up, if at all? I'm picking up the Mike version. <laughs> the Mike version? <laughs> the version that Mike shows to me and says, listen, all right. tell me what it says. And I put it in my translation backlog, which has gotten much too long. I'll tell you the ones that I order, because I figure, all right, there's 11. I can't just get one. If I'm going to review this, I have to at least have one of the strange versions as well. So I ordered the limited edition version of the Team Dragon version, which I suppose is all right, the most normal without getting into the creepy area. It's got all the girls and it's limited edition all right and then i also ordered the minami takahashi version because i believe she is the leader of the group i remember our buddy k17 over there in japan saying oh on her blog she claims to be a real fan and know about the series and all that so i said all right if i'm gonna get one of the creepy ones that's gonna be the one i get and we can watch this dvd and see how fake she is whatever you say mr idol otaku that's right i've said this before the emails i get from cd japan they think I'm the creepiest person in the world because I get all these <laughs> idol specific newsletters like, oh, it was that one Sherry CD and that's the one that did me in. Not just Sherry, but oh, what was it? One of the other covers of the same song with uh, the boob girl idol. Those just destroyed my reputation on that site. <laughs> awful anyway uh, there is going to be a b-side on here though and some other stuff so <laughs> while i wallow in what i've done with my purchases tell me about the rest of it okay so the b-side is entitled sekaiju no ame which is the rain throughout the world or all around the world which i guess is about the rain i don't know we'll find out <laughs> well it certainly as far as we know nothing that is in kai yet we did yes. have a case when the Yap Break CD single came out. There was the B-side Over the Star, which, as far as we knew, was just a B-side. And it ended up song. being used yeah. in the song, or in the series, rather. So will this end up in Dragon Ball Kai? That remains to be seen, but I'm thinking right. probably not. I don't know. We'll see. And it also includes the requisite karaoke versions, karaoke. I can't even pronounce my Japanese tonight. That's <laughs> ah, okay. Yay, sleep deprivation. It's one of the fun things about parenthood they don't tell you about beforehand. And uh, as we were saying before, that limited edition version, well, not that. There's, what, 10, 9 limited edition versions, all coming with DVD that has footage of the group performing the song. So you can be mm -hmm. all voyeuristic. And do your, I don't know, fan club dance maneuvers that you've been practicing secretly, right, Mike? That's right. You know, we're, we're so down on it from the start. It could come in and they could be really excited and really friendly and really knowledgeable about the series. And I'm like, oh, I'm such a jerk. But it's really difficult to be, you know, journalistically objective about it when you have 11 versions coming your way. And it's such a yes. clear fan and cash grab. It just makes me sick on the inside. <sighs> Well, anyhow, let's move on. All right. I, <laughs> I labeled news stories, but we seem to be flipping them back and forth. So why don't I take this one? There's a new Japanese guidebook coming out that our buddies over at Konzentai discovered. This is the TV anime Ultimate Guide, Dragon Ball Extreme Battle Collection, Round 1, Boyhood Arc through the Frieza Arc. So it's uh, Round 1. That implies that there's going to be more than one of these in the future. This one's due out on July 2nd, so 
only about a month from now, and it's pretty cheap at 700 yen. Um, Julian, this seems like it's covering where Kai has gone through so far in its airing. So do you think that they're trying to tie things in conjunction with that, or is that just kind of a coincidence? Well, it it might be. I mean, would they did a similar thing with the guidebooks that were based on the Kanzenban re-release of the manga right, a number right. of years ago. So that would not be out of the question, and it seems to be kind of what they're doing. I mean, we'll see what they do in terms of things like episode numbering and whether they cover filler. Right, right. That's a good point. So we don't know a whole lot about it. We don't have cover art yet, but I got it on order. I actually have two on order, like the art and illustration book that we're giving away here on the show. If we have not already given it away this coming weekend, we're going to give away the new uh, guidebook next month as well, so definitely stay tuned for a review and giveaway of that. And if you care, there's also three sticker books coming out on uh, July 23rd, a little bit later in July for 750 yen. Yay, stickers! Yay! Those I can't find for order anywhere, so you're going to have to pick those up for me. Okay. Alright, Julian, take it away. What we got? Next up, well, we have confirmation that Shigeru Nakahara is back as number 17. It really wouldn't be news except that we've got so many recastings going on for Kai that it's nice to hear that he's back in his role. That's right. This came from his official fan site also from our buddies at Konzentai. And, you know, we know he's coming back. There's no confirmation on Miki Ito as uh, number 18 or Norio Wakamoto as Cell. We do have Hikaru Midorikawa, who is actually taken over as Tenshinhan for the late uh, Hirotaku Suzuoki. He played number 16. Since he's around now doing Tenshinhan, it's probably safe to assume that he'll... uh, return as number 16. Well, but you never know. That, that's very true. I mean, we've had, uh, who is it? Kenji Utsumi who came back to do Shenlong, but he also played, oh, was it Gerd? I, I can't remember, and he's not playing him there because of a recast. So, you know, it's it's easy to say, oh, it's a safe bet that they're going to return, but we don't really know. I know Heath was saying mm-hmm. that some Japanese fan sites were already confirming Wakamoto as Cell. He's such a big guy. Well, he, he's so well known. We had Nakao return as Frieza. Again, safe to assume that he's coming back as Cell, but remains to be seen. And then the last one. You're talking about uh, Japanese voices. Here, English voices. Frieza's got a new one. Yes, so English Frieza has been recast. I mean, I too was a little bit surprised when Little Koribu subbed in for Lanipator, but wait, what was I talking about? <laughs> oh, oh, we're talking about the Funimation version. Right, right. Uh, yeah, appa- apparently uh, Linda Young will no longer be voicing Frieza and will be seeing someone else in the role. Funimation's been putting out these series of videos with Chris Abbott and Sean Schemmel. They're really marketing devices to hype up the show, but they're decent quasi-behind-the-scenes looks. They're being relatively honest about the production of the series and the direction they're going in. And uh, you can just go and view it for yourself, but the short of it seems to be that Linda Young simply could not keep up in that voice with an accurate script and depiction of the character. And so they made the tough and what we'll call the correct decision in replacing the voice as Frieza. And I'm looking forward to seeing and hearing what it sounds like. Yeah, I mean, I kind of wonder what it'll sound like, whether it'll be a big departure from the kind of voice that they had previously. I mean, the other recast roles they've had so far have not been that different except in terms of delivery. Oh no, Monica Real is really just a more talented portrayal of what there was before for the character, so. Mm. So we'll see what happens in terms of this. Well, I'm looking forward to at least giving it a chance. Absolutely. I mean, we did our big review here uh, on the site and on the podcast of the first Kai set from Funimation. I really don't know if we're going to do a similar thing with the next 
next one. Probably not on the podcast. If we do, it'll be much more in passing. We won't focus on the dub as much because, again, that's just not something that we traditionally focus on here. But we have gotten a lot of feedback from people saying, damn right, you're going to cover it. You're going to talk about it. Absolutely. So I think our audience has kind of backed us into a corner where we have to talk about the English Frieza because I mean, we've talked so much about our love of... Nakao's portrayal of the character and all of his mannerisms and what really makes Frieza an interesting character. And so to have mm. that possibly coming our way in English, that may be worthy of discussion. So mm. I guess we'll uh, take it as it comes. I think we're going to hear it next week via Nicktoons. Uh, I know people have been digging into the broadcast schedule. The next set, uh, home release DVD and Blu-ray from Funimation, isn't out until September, but it does look like Nicktoons is going to dip into the Frieza arc on TV before it comes out. So, All right. There you go. Julian, I am fairly sure that is the news. It's been relatively so the last couple of weeks. Uh, AKB48 was really the biggest stuff, and we got the new guidebook. But again, we learn about these guidebooks, and then we don't really learn about them until about two days before they come out, because Shueisha just... With holds all information on their materials mm. so there that's it indeed as i said we are chilling and kicking back with news and emails and stuff this week before we get to the emails though let us just hit up some releases june 22nd which is a tuesday we have dragon ball origins 2 it's the american nintendo ds release of dragon ball ds 2 totsugeki red doribongun or do they use army in no, japanese <laughs> he actually asked me that last week i i'm incapable of writing red ruby red ribbon gun i always write it out as army for whatever reason it is gun in japanese okay and i still haven't fixed it on the outline i'm awful being released by namco bandai uh, no word on whether it'll include the famicom game and in, in the form of the Japanese version, and if so, what form that would take. But it's twenty nine ninety nine, which is the price for the pre-order at GameStop and at Amazon. All right, on June twenty fifth, which is a Friday, over in Germany, they've got Dragon Ball Z DVD box four coming from Kaze. It's going to be ten boxes for the series, so they're not quite halfway done. This one's based on the French video transfer, not all that great, but hey, it's a nice DVD box set. We know that it's covering episodes one hundred eight through one thirty eight this time. Remember uh, last time on the show, wasn't quite sure how far it was going. Going. They've confirmed through 138. It's a 4x3 aspect ratio. The MSRP is 66.99 euros. Amazon Germany has got the pre-order price at 52.99, so save some bucks there. Yes, well, it's a good time to get things in euros because that's the right. Euro has taken quite a dive. <laughs> Over in Japan, Kai stuff coming out. They've got Blu-ray box four coming. That's episodes 40 through 54. This box is five discs as opposed to the prior three, which were four discs. Remember the Kai Blu-ray sets in Japan, four by three, high definition, 15,960 yen MSRP. Your pre-order prices are 15200 on CD Japan and 14763 on Amazon Japan. I was noticing that Amazon Japan has pumped things up just a couple hundred yen, so as it inches closer to release, it looks like you're losing out on a couple bucks savings. But also that same day, they've got DVD single disc volumes 13 and 14. Uh, those covers whatever episodes they cover. I don't think I updated them on the outline yet. Uh, they're behind that Blu-ray release. They will complete what is that Blu-ray release over time. 16 by 9 crop standard definition 2940 yen msrp pre-order prices as you would expect 2800 on cd japan and 2176 on amazon japan that's june there's a lot of stuff coming out in july but uh we're not there yet so we're gonna do some emails here 
Our first email is actually an audio email from our buddy Kerberfer. This is in response to, amazingly enough, our Kai review from a little bit back. So let's hear what he has to say. Hey guys, Curb here. Sorry I couldn't get this in time for the Kai review a couple weeks back, but first and foremost, thanks for doing that review. I needed something to help me survive work for two hours. I hope with some of the neat stuff that'll be coming up soon that you might do a review of the second box set. So speaking of Kai, I think I might have finally found the perfect use for this remastered show. My girlfriend was visiting for a week when my first Kai box set was shipped in. She had the crappy, rushed Canadian dub of the show on YTV and never really got into the series, only knowing really basic things about Dragon Ball in general. So I saw this as a perfect opportunity, and she loved it. She was so hooked that we watched all 13 episodes in the set over the course of a few days each night. I realized that while it's true that Kai doesn't bring anything revolutionary to the table for longtime fans of Dragon Ball, it's potentially the best way to introduce a newbie to the franchise and show them what we really love about the series overall. I was happy to share something I love with her, and even happier that she got into it too in the process. So what do you guys think? If you were in the same position to introduce the show to someone that was willing to give it a shot, would Kai be the thing you introduced to them? Thanks again. So Julian, I ask you, as someone who is quasi-watching the series with someone for what I guess is the first time via Kai, how's that working out for you? Yeah, it's pretty good. Um, we're starting to get into the point where she sort of vaguely remembers catching a few episodes when she was like seven. Right, okay. But but so far, you know, it's stuff. And she says, I know who that guy is. It's Trunks. <laughs> um, yes, dear. Um, is he really Vegeta's kid? Yes. Really? Well, let me ask you, because you and I are such fans of you know the cast the score everything about it of course there are things that we don't like we're well-rounded fans but for me mm-hmm. it really is oh man kikuchi's score isn't there that was really such a huge part of my enjoyment of the tv version mm-hmm. does that affect it in any way for you well for me personally a bit um for her not so much because she was never a serious fan Mm-hmm. So she remembers vaguely parts of the story, but she's not attached to the music significantly. Right. So it's more on your side where it's, oh, that musical cue is off. Oh, I remember it differently. But someone coming in, obviously, they have no frame of reference to compare that music to. Right. All right. I don't know if I would use Kai. I'd probably just give someone the manga because then I can play Kikuchi's score in the background. Be like, hey, this is what went with it. Ignore that other one. But uh, I'm, I'm very, very torn because I would also want to introduce someone to the series from the beginning because Z is not the beginning. And we've gone over this with the American release. I was so haphazard. We jumped all around and we lost out on so many great character developments and interactions and what they all meant to each other. I'd really want to start from the beginning of the series if I was going to introduce it to someone fresh, which is really what we did with Jeff with the manga review of awesomeness. And I think that worked out pretty well. Julian, why don't you read the next email here from Kid Goku 13 aka Tadashi. Hello, all you wonderful people at the podcast. Before I begin, I'd just like to say I I love the show. I listen every time I can. While listening to last week's show with the Golden Warrior art book, I noticed something. You said there were Bardock images in it, and also offhandedly added later that the Raging Blast 2 commercial focuses heavily on Bardock and Dodoria. It didn't really give it much thought then, but then I got to looking around on the web and noticed there's a set of Kai figures that has the whole five strong land sharking team. Land sharking team? I have no idea what that is. I don't know if it's a reference to something that I don't get or what, but... Yeah, Bardock's group. Okay, Bardock's group, which made me think about all the most recent Bardock stuff. Is it just me, or has there been a sudden surplus of Bardock stuffage lately? 
I'd like to hear your thoughts on this. It is interesting. I mean, Kai began with a shout back to the Bardock TV special, and we have seen Bardock show up in so many video games. I'm fairly certain that Bardock was an unlockable character in Burst Limit. Uh, it's been quite a few years since that came out, and I've played it. That that was a game that only focused on the earlier part of the ZTV series, and I think Broly was one of the only other non-standard kind of canonical characters they tossed in. Bardock does show up in a lot of places lately and we have figures of everyone coming out apparently even all of his teammates at the same time i just got in a pool figure so i don't know that you can put a whole lot of stock in oh there's a figure set coming out for them so they must be this huge great it's a phenomenon now i think it's just that us poor saps are buying everything that there is so they're like, ah, who's another quasi-named character we can put out? But uh, I don't know. What do you think about Bardock? Is he really getting a lot more love over the years than otherwise might get? Well, I think he's getting a little more exposure, but I think it has mostly to do with the fact that he's there from the start this time. I mean, you get the sense that Toriyama just sort of um, thought him up along the way when he was originally writing through the manga, or it wasn't even his idea originally. So. Well, I mean, he, he, dropped, he dropped the idea of, obviously, Goku and Radat. Raditz having a father, but no, it was Nakatsuru who came up with the original designs and the story and all that, and Toriyama did adapt it into the manga storyline, so it was a little bit of a joint thing there, but yeah, for a mm. character that for all intents and purposes wasn't really intended to be part of the story, certainly got quite a big following. It's the scar, though. I mean, we've asked Mary this before. It's, it's the scar and bandana. He's totally dead sexy because of it. <laughs> All right. Julian, I'm going to read the last email to you here. This email comes to us from Carol. Onyong Haseo. Is that it, Julian? Yes. All right, everyone. Yes. And uh, bang ups and Nita back to you. I'm a new listener of your podcast, and I'm always giddy to hear you folks wax sentimental about Dragon Ball. It's bittersweet, though, because it reminds me that I'm no longer an irresponsible and carefree girl, but rather an overstressed and miserable adult, albeit still irresponsible, who is constantly being told by suits to grow up. Now, I haven't been listening for long, but... If it hasn't already been asked, how do adults outside of your circle react to your seemingly childish pastime of doing things related to anime fandom? How did your parents react when they found out? Another question unrelated to the topic above. If any non-Japanese cartoonist artist could reimagine Dragon Ball in their style, who would you pick and why? Personally, I would love to see the DB gang in Herge's Linge Claire... Tintin Help me out. All right. Tintin drawing style. Yeah, clear, you could say clear line and get away with it. All right. Thank you. Clear line drawing style. <laughs> Seriously, how absurd would they look? That should be a challenge for all you would-be Dragon Ball doujinshi artists out there. Thanks for reading. Julian, I think we actually have talked about this on the show, but it's been a very, very long time. I just vaguely remember us talking about it. But here we are. I mean, you have a family now. Mm -hmm. I have a family. I mean, we don't have kids, but sure. I mean, I'm married, mm -hmm. have my wife, I have my house. We are, for all intents and purposes, to use that phrase again, adults. Yes. And we still do all this crazy kid stuff watching the cartoons and talking about it on the internet. So, what is uh, your perspective here? Well, you know, I think uh, judicious amounts of this sort of thing is not a bad thing. And uh, people, in at least in Japan, don't take it as too unusual because, after all, Dragon Ball is still popular here. Right, I think it may be slightly different from Dragon Ball than it would be for whatever the Hot Otaku show of the moment is. It's, it's part yes. of the cultural identity to some degree. 
Yes. Oh, you like Dragon Ball. That's cool. I read that when I was younger. Right. Versus you read whatever, you know, the latest fad is for the otaku. <laughs> See, the thing is, we can't even say what those shows are. Yeah, well, yeah, that's nice as they slowly back away. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> well, you hear about this all the time. I mean, anything is fine in moderation. Is this really moderation, though? I mean, we dedicate so much time, do a show just about every week, have this website. The website's been going for 12 years. It gets into all those questions of, ah, oh, like, like Carol's saying, are oh, you going to grow up and oh, blah, blah, blah. Honestly, I don't get those questions. I just don't. I think part of it has to do with when I'm having a conversation with someone, I don't immediately go, oh, hey, my name is Mike, and by the way, I run a Dragon Ball website, and I do a podcast every week, and blah, 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 blah. I mean... That's just not how you converse with people. And so typically it doesn't turn into an issue. You know what I'm saying? Well, you know, I, I've, I've met people who've acted that way. I have too. And you do the same interest. thing where it's, where it's the polite, oh, that's great. And you slowly back away from them. <laughs> yeah. I mean, here, you know, if um, people ask me about my interests, I answer them honestly, but it typically, you know, doesn't come up. Oh, yeah. I think what we're getting at is there's nothing to be ashamed of, but I'm not going to go out of my way to every new person I meet say, hey, my name is Mike. By the way, I watch cartoons intended for Japanese these boys and i do a show about it on the internet every week i mean i'll tell them if they want to talk about it. i am more than happy to talk about it if people want to talk about it but it's not how i go around introducing myself so it right typically doesn't become an issue i like the question about parents though because the only thing my mom ever said to me was as long as i don't get a check for anything and by check i mean a bill i don't know how i messed that one up I don't care what the hell it is you do. My, my parents have no idea what some of this stuff is. They know that I have this website, but they don't know anything about that. How, your parents, I've spoken with your parents. Uh, I know they listened to the podcast early on. They were at some point relatively involved with what it was you were doing online, at least to the point of uh, sending an email to the show. What do your they parents me. What do your parents have to say about this? Um, well, they don't mind, and they think it helped get me interested in the Japanese language, which has led to some productive skills, which is more than can be said for a lot of people who become interested in Japanese cartoons. Oh, listen to you pulling the holier-than-thou card. That's what I'm trying to avoid, but you just shove it right out there. Well, no, and, and that's not what I'm trying to say. But I know, I'm, I know. They're, they're, ha they're happy that I've gotten something out of it, right, is right. what I'm trying to say. I'm, I'm taking their point of view, not my own. Anyway, they're happy that I'm doing what I want and I'm happy and that I'm, you know, taking care of myself. And they're very much looking forward to seeing me. I think that's what it really is. I mean, you're a well-rounded individual. You, you get out, you do stuff, you have a job, productive member of society, do whatever it is you want to do on the side, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, frankly, it's not those kind of interests that define whether you have grown up. It's what are you doing with your life? Yeah, yeah. And as you know, as long as your hobbies are a part of something that is, you know, more of a well-rounded individual rather than the only thing that you do, then it's not a problem. I think it's worked out for both of us. I mean, you have your family and career in Japan, really? And I mean, I've right. gotten my current job because of my media production skills and communication skills and all that stuff. I mean, right. I, we've gotten to places in our lives in part because of the things that we chose to do as hobbies in the past. And that works really well. And while I don't intend to be doing this particular job for the rest of my life, it has given me certain skills that I do think will enable me to get closer to what I want to do. It's all that matters. Get to where you want to be in life and have a good time. All right. 
All right, now that we're done with our life advice dispensing, Julian, people have questions, comments, all that good stuff. Where are they sending it to? Yes, so they can send it to podcast at com. You can find us on Twitter at DizyX for news and site announcements, and individually at VG2X, Saya Jedi, and Mary T.O.T. Mary's not with us this, what is it, morning over there? Yes, it's, well, yeah, it's still morning. It's 10.20. Drag her out of the office. I think she is taking a half day so we can uh, get on the road, so that'll be good. And you can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash DizyX. Yeah, Facebook's going really great, as I've said before. Nice people over there, so uh, head on over and comment on things and have a good time. Uh, the contest is probably over by the time you are hearing this show right here, so congrats to whoever won a copy of Ogon no Senshi, Golden Warrior art book. We'll talk a little bit more about that next time on the show, who won, and now, uh, well, again, we're going to have another contest in the near future to give away this new guidebook coming out in July. So, upcoming episodes episodes, all that stuff. I know we didn't do an episode last week. That means the manga review of awesomeness is delayed again. We're doing very terribly. It's not just me. I mean, I take a little bit of the blame, but Mary and I are working on stuff. Julian's a dad. Jeff is uh, on Oticon staff, and he's got publication deadlines going on. So all of us, it's, it's difficult to get everyone in the same room at the same time, even by magical internet connections. So manga review, maybe July, but I'm also on vacation right before the first week of July. It's coming at some point. You will get it and it will be great. We have a bunch of other great topics coming your way too. So just because we're in this kind of summer fluctuation schedule doesn't mean we don't have stuff to talk about. Very exciting things coming too. Some of which I haven't even said on the show yet, but rest assured they're coming. They're great. So Julian, thank you. It was uh, great to see you. Great to talk to you. Great to have you here on the show again. Definitely. We should do this more often. We should. Let's, uh, Let's do a podcast every so often. Yeah. All right, Julian, plug the site. Where are we? Yes, we can be found at DizyX, which, or DizenshuEX, which can be found at DizyX.com. D-A-I-Z-E-X.com. Thank you very much. Folks, that's it. This was episode 222. We had a chill time. Great to talk about the news and use the emails and give people life advice. That's what we're here to do. So for Julian, off in Japan, now a very, very proud and handsome, if I may say, Dad. Oh, yes. For Mary, who is at work right now. Uh, for these two fine folks, my name is Mike Vegito EX, and we will see you next time on 223. That's it for this week's edition of Dyson GX, the podcast. Catch us next week. <laughs>